Greetings, this is Pastor Thomas A. Deloach, and this episode is brought to you by To Empower You, a podcast dedicated to helping young adults and young couples achieve their goals and dreams from a biblical context. From a biblical context. Pastor Thomas A. Deloach. Thank you for tuning in to To Empower You. I am your host, Thomas A. Deloach. This is the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it, and I hope you will do the same too. And on today's show, I want to talk about Lord, open my eyes. And I want to start off this beginning soliloquy with Romans chapter 12, verses 1, and we're going to conclude at verse number 3. So grab your Bibles and a pen and a sheet of paper and write down some notes in these scriptures because I'm going to give you a lot of scriptures today because I want to build my foundation because at the end of this show I want to be able to say that I've helped you to really understand the importance of having God open your eyes so that you can see what's really going on. Once again in Romans chapter 12 starting at verse number one it says I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world or to this world's thinking, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Verse 3, for I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, accordingly as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. These three scriptures that I've read to you are very powerful in my opinion. And my biggest takeaway from this is that I've said to myself on many occasions, and I will continue to do so, is that I am not going to live a mediocre life. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to live a supernatural lifestyle. And in order for me to do that, I have to have a renewed mind. I've got to be transformed by the renewing of my mind. And that is just not a one-shot deal. That is every day. Every day I wake up, there's other challenges. There's things that I have to do. There are things that I just don't want to do. But I have to say to myself, I'm going to live a supernatural lifestyle. And in order for me to do that, my mind has got to be transformed. I have to think like God would think. I have to do the things that he would do if he was in my situation. And the great thing about it is greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And because God lives inside of me and he lives inside of you, we should not settle for just normal average results. Everybody is getting normal and average results. I want to get supernatural results. And the only way that I can do that, the only way that I can push the envelope, I have to declare and decree on a day-to-day basis, I am a spiritual being And even in times where things are not going the way that I want them to go, I have to say, Lord, open my eyes and show me what I don't see. Now, let me give you Mark chapter 11. We're going to start here at verse 12, and we're going to conclude at verse number 14, because I want to build my case again with these scriptures. And on the morrow, when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. 
And seeing a fig tree afar off having leaves, he came, if happily he might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. For the time of figs was not yet. Verse 14. And Jesus answered and said unto it. I want you to underscore this in your Bible. I'm at Mark chapter 11, verse number 14. And Jesus answered and said unto it, No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. Now, the first time I read this, I said, am I reading this correctly? Especially verse number 14. Again, it says, And Jesus answered and said unto it. So that says to me, that this fig tree was talking to Jesus. I see it here clear as day. And Jesus answered and said unto it. Nobody else was around. Nobody else Jesus could have been talking to. And the thing about it is, is that he said this out loud and the text declares and the disciples heard it. In other words, Jesus meant to talk to this fig tree and say something to it. And so the disciples heard what Jesus said. One of the things about the Lord opening up our eyes is that he wants us to understand and really, really, really get this point. And I hope you can. That thoughts become things. Write that down. Thoughts becomes things. Every thought that you have that you keep rehearsing over in your mind, it's going to become a thing. Jesus apparently understood fig trees. He realized some things about fig trees that we didn't know. This thing had leaves on it and Jesus was hungry and he went to it. And everything that the Lord creates and makes, he knows it's supposed to produce. And this fig tree is not producing. And because it's not producing, text doesn't say that Jesus was necessarily mad. But because you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing and you're producing green leaves with no evidence, no fruit, I'm going to curse you so that you never produce again. Now, you might think this is hard. You might think this is hard hearted or whatever the case may be. But this is where the Lord has to open our eyes when we don't understand, when we cannot figure out, when we are just not discerning as we should be. The Lord has to open our eyes so we can see things the way that he is seeing them. And he said, Jesus answered and said unto it, I'm going to talk to you and curse you so that you will never produce again. And the disciples heard it. Now, if I had been a disciple and I had heard Jesus say that, I would have been like, Lord, were you really talking to a fig tree? I mean, can you really help me here? Are you okay? Because this is strange. No one does this. Who do you know that talks to birds or not birds, but talks to trees or whatever the case may be. But there are people, you may not know any, but there are people who talk to trees. They talk to grass. They talk to all kind of living things. And this is what I want to help you to understand is that just because green grass cannot speak to you, you can talk to it and declare that it will produce. I know people that do those things. Farmers, for instance, they talk to their crops. They want their corn to produce. They want their wheat to produce. Apples, oranges, whatever the case may be. You may not know anybody in your circle who will do those things. But people that understand that God gives life-giving things and we can talk to life-giving things and it can hear us. 
and we can speak the word of the Lord and we can declare that it will produce for us and it will. And those are the things that I think we need to open up our eyes about and not be afraid and upset and frustrated. But we have to speak to those things. Jesus knew that life and death is in the power of his own tongue. And he declared it right then and there. And he wanted the disciples to learn this message and learn this principle that thoughts becomes things. For example, you know, storms and different things happen in our world and all kinds of other things, but you can speak to storms. Jesus did those things. He spoke to the winds. He spoke to the waves. He declared peace. I mean, he did these kinds of things. So when we look at the lifestyle of Jesus and why he got supernatural results, because he understood what was going on in the background. And if we can understand what's going on in the background, we can talk to it and speak to it. Now, in the same chapter, Mark chapter 11, I want you to look at verse number 19. And we're going to conclude at verse number 22, because this is the end of the story. But this is great. And I want you to see this. And when even was come, he went out of the city. And in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. I want you to underscore that in your Bible if you have it. This fig tree was dried up from the roots. And verse number 21 says, And Peter, calling to remembrance, saith unto him, Master, behold the fig tree, which thou cursed is withered away. And verse 22 says, And Jesus answered, saying unto them, Have faith in God, or have the God kind of faith, or have God's faith. Now this is remarkable. Remember now Jesus spoke to this fig tree, and said, you are cursed. May no one eat from you hereafter forever. And remember I said, the disciples heard it. 24 hours later, they're coming back through the place that they left. They're going out of the city. And notice Peter says, master, the fig tree that you cursed have dried up from the roots. One of the reasons why I wanted you to underscore that is because this is where, like I said, in the background, and what we cannot see. We can't see roots in trees. They're under the ground. They're in the background. We cannot see them. But this is where the roots are nourishing this fig tree. And apparently there are some things that are going on that this fig tree is not producing figs the way it's supposed to. And so Jesus said, I'm going to go to the source and curse the source. This is where we need our eyes open. Anytime we're looking for deliverance and freedom and victory in our areas, we have to curse the source of the problem. And the source was the root system. And so when we declare and decree some things, we've got to curse it from the roots. Notice when Jesus cursed it from the roots, it manifested 24 hours later that we saw or they saw the fig tree dead and dried up. And here's another thing that I want to tell you, and I don't want you to miss this. Notice that Jesus didn't use natural means. He didn't go to the fig tree and pull it up from the roots. The Bible doesn't say that. That takes too long. That's what natural people do. 
They used natural remedies. Notice that Jesus didn't go to the store and grab some kind of spray and spray it around the roots to kill the tree, to kill the fig tree. No, that's natural results. Remember I said to you in my opening, I'm not going to live a mediocre life. And this is where we have to have our eyes open. Jesus realized again that the words that I speak are spirit and life. And any time that I want to do the opposite, I can use my mouth and curse this situation and call it dead and it must obey my voice. This is what I'm saying and this is why we need God to open our eyes so we can do the things that he did. Why did he say these things in front of the disciples? Because he wanted them to hear it and do it. Why are we reading this in scripture? So that we can hear it and do it. Jesus didn't say that we couldn't do what he could. No, he didn't say that. Jesus never said that we couldn't do those things. Jesus said, have faith in God. If we're going to do the things he did, he told his disciples, you just need some faith. Isn't that amazing? That's all you need. You don't have to rely on natural means to get a supernatural result. You need to do some supernatural things and speak just like I did. If you got faith in God, you can get these kinds of results. Notice here in Hebrews chapter 11, verse number three, it says, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of the things which do appear. We marvel at the world that we live in, but the word of God says, do you know how the world came together? It came together by understanding that faith put everything together through the word of God, that the things which are seen, what we can see, were not made of the things which do appear. Notice here in 2 Kings chapter 6, we want to start here at verse number 15 and conclude at verse number 17. We're talking about, Lord, open our eyes today. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, and host compassed the city by the horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? Verse 16, and he answered, Fear not. For they that be with us are more than they that be with them. Underscore that verse again, verse number 16. And he answered, fear not, don't be afraid. For they that be with us are more than they which be with them. Verse 17. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. Now, here's my question. When did these horses and chariots show up? I would say to you, they were there all the time. But the man couldn't see it, and the prophet said, open up his eyes so he can see. See, the servant's eyes were open to see the enemy but they were not open to see his divine help. So the prophet said, his eyes have got to be open. And this is our issue, that our eyes are open to what is wrong, but they are not open to what is right. Our eyes are open to failure, but not success. Our eyes are open to difficulty, but our eyes need to be open to the opportunities that are right in front of us. And we've got to say, Lord, open my eyes so that I don't see what I'm seeing, there's something else. This is profound, that the enemy was all around them and he got 
fear. He got all hooked up in fear. And when we get hooked up in fear, we just can't see what we need to see about a situation. But when his eyes were open, and I hate to be redundant, but when his eyes were open, he saw what the prophet saw. He saw the solution to the problem. I want to declare to you today that your answers are right in front of you. You just can't see it. So you got to say, Lord, open up my eyes so that I can see. Some of you are frustrated. You are angry. You are upset. You're resentful because you thought your life would be this, that, and the other at this particular stage in your life. And it seems like, it seems like things are still the same. But I'm asking God to open up your eyes today, right now as I talk to you, so that you can see your bills paid, so that you can see your body healed, so that you can see a loved one saved and rescued. You need, because if you can see it, you can get to it. I want to say that again. If you can see it, you can get to it. All right. Now, I want to give you three principles here as it relates to what I'm talking about today. Lord, open up my eyes because I think this is important as well, because when we are seeing things with our spiritual eyes, we call it discerning. It's another level of seeing. And that's what we have to have is some discernment. And many people don't have it. But I pray that you will have a hunger and a thirst for discernment. Here's point number one in the kingdom. We're not taught by learning. We are taught by discerning. See, the academic world can't compete with the spiritual world. We have a tendency to achieve things by knowledge, but knowledge can make you less dependent on God. That's why when people are in school, they depend on knowledge. But I'm talking about discerning. I'm talking about supernatural knowledge. Anytime God is giving you some insight on a situation, we always need to trust what the Father is showing us. Notice in 1 Corinthians chapter number 1, verse number 26, concluding at verse number 29, it says, For ye see your calling, brethren, how that many not wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty and base things of the world and things which are despised hath God chosen. Yea, and things which are not to bring to naught things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. Notice how God does a thing. He doesn't pick the greatest from the litter. He doesn't pick the creme de la creme. He picks the less, the base. He picks the ones that don't think that they got it. The ones that don't think that they can do it. That's who God is working through. Because at the end of the day, he wants to get all the glory. And this is why we need to really open our eyes to see how God is moving in our lives and putting some things together. And you may be frustrated because you're like, Lord, I just don't see a way. I just don't see how we're going to do this. I just don't understand why this is happening. When God selects a way, he already knows what's going to happen. He has the outcome ready. We just have to get in line in faith and understand that God is doing different things behind the scenes. And I love this. When God is calling people, he don't call the great ones. He don't call the ones that have scaled the halls of academia. He don't call the ones from Harvard and Yale. I'm not saying that he doesn't call them, but I'm saying when God is getting ready to do something, he'll find that one that has no confidence, 
that thinks that they grew up on the wrong side of the street. They had no mother, no father. They were raped. They were abused. I mean, read your Bible. It's full of misfits. But God, once he got inside of them and tuned them up and got them to trust and believe what he was doing, he took them and did so many amazing things. And I want to tell you that if you're in this situation right now, you're trying to figure out, Lord, I just don't have it. You're the one God is looking for. He's not looking for the special one. He's not looking for the one that has oodles of talent. He's looking for that person. He wants to use that person to get that job done. Number one, because he knows that that person he using don't really believe in themselves. But once the power of God, the anointing hits their life, they can do some amazing things. Here's point number two. You can go to school and get all the degrees you want. But if you don't have faith, you can't get the job done. I'm going to say that again. You can go to school and get all the degrees you want. But if you don't have faith in God, you can't get the job done. See, this causes smart people to be jealous at people that have faith. Because smart people that go to school don't want to be laughed at. That's why they went to school. See, natural education makes you feel that you have arrived. I know I've been to school. I've been to college. And there's something about when you get some knowledge. If you're not careful, you'll start thinking you better than other people. You got a college degree and nobody can tell you nothing. But before that time, you were meek and humble. But you went to school and you got this degree and you got this accomplishment. And there's nothing wrong with going to school and being accomplished. But what I'm saying to you is this, that you're not smarter than God. I'm not smarter than God. So whatever knowledge that you get is just good for a particular realm of living. But if you want to live in a supernatural realm where you're getting results that man is like, I don't even know how you did this. You got to come on over to the spiritual side of things because God knows everything. See, folks, they operate in faith. They can be ridiculed because they're trusting and believing God. Because many times we won't say what will happen or what we believe just in case it doesn't come to pass. But I want to say this to you. Your faith has got to come out the closet today. I'm going to say that to you again. Your faith in God has got to come out of the closet today. The just, the Bible says, shall live by faith, not a college degree, not their money in the bank, not their networking connections, not their fraternities or sororities. No, God said you must depend solely on me. And when you depend solely on God, he's going to do some amazing things in your life. See, God will give you a plan. And he said, you don't need a backup because I know what I give you is going to work. See, we have a tendency to have three plans in place and then another bonus plan. Because the truth of the matter is we don't even believe that the plan that we concocted is going to work. That's why we're coming up with all these other things. But when the Holy Spirit gives you a plan, he knows it will work. And you have to say that to yourself. Lord, I'm going to trust you and I'm going to do what you said. So I need you to open up my eyes because I know in this journey, there's going to be something that's going to happen and I'm going to get out of faith and I'm going to start trying to lean on my own understanding because we do that every now and again. But you need to get right back in faith and say, Lord, show me what I don't see about this job I'm getting ready to select 
but it's really not for me. Show me what's going on with this house that I'm about to buy, but it's something going on with this property. Show me about this person that I'm about to marry, and there's something going on with them. See, we don't ask God these questions. See, the reality is, I know you want certain things, and there's nothing wrong with that, but you do need to check in with the Lord and have him show you what he sees about a person, what he sees about a situation, because everything you are looking at is not what it is. There's always something behind the scenes that you need to know so that you can better arm yourself and not make a mistake. Here's point number three. Faith converts humanity to divinity. I'm going to say that again. Faith converts humanity, what is human, into divinity. I love to say this. I am divine. I love to say that because I have the Holy Spirit inside of me. So I'm converting my humanity to divinity. And see, the devil wants you to do something and say something instead of knowing something is already done. He wants you to do it and say it, and now you're messed up. But you got to operate from the end. You got to know that it's already done. See, Jesus operated on a higher level of truth. God's truth is the highest level of reality. If you want to know what's real, ask God to show you the truth about a situation. That's what's real. See, you're not looking linear into time. You're moving vertical where it's already done. You might want to write that down. You're not looking linear in time. You're moving vertical where it's already done. Say this to yourself. It's already done. Say it one more time. It's already done. Remember now, anytime we saw Jesus moving in scripture, he already knew in his spirit things were done. So he didn't have to pray extra hard and he didn't have to do extra things. He already saw it before it happened. That's why when he moved in faith and we saw people healed and raised from the dead, he already saw this as a done deal. But I promise you, he would not have been able to operate like this if he didn't have his father open up his eyes and show him some things. That's something profound. Let's start asking the Holy Spirit to show us what's already done. When you know it's done, is there really a challenge there? If you know that you already have the job, why not apply for it? If you already know you already heal, then declare to your body what's already done. See, we like to wait for certain things, but that's moving in the third dimension. But we have to have a fourth dimensional thought life and say it's already done. And when we will do this on a consistent basis, we will see the hand of God move in our life like never before. Here's my final scripture in 1 Corinthians 15, 32. Be not deceived. Evil communication corrupts good manners. Be not deceived, y'all. Evil communications corrupts good manners. Anytime I ever wanted to know what was going on in a person's heart, I watched how they treated me. I watched how they stopped talking to me, stopped communicating with me. They were deceived because they stopped communicating and therefore their good manners, their behavior that they once lended towards me is not there anymore. We've got to ask God to open up our eyes so we can see things the way that they really are. Certain relationships in my life, God helped me to walk away from because I knew they were never for me. And when you can understand this, you won't stay in relationships longer than what you should. 
I'm not saying you should walk away from every relationship. But what I'm saying to you is you can trust your spirit. You can trust what the Holy Spirit is telling you. And I promise you, when you do and you ask the Lord to open up your eyes, you're going to be able to see things the way he's showing it to you. And it's marvelous, man. You won't make the mistakes you're making. You won't do the things you're doing when your eyes are open in the spirit realm. See, God's got to open up the eyes of our understanding, our heart, not our natural eyes, but our heart. Your spirit has eyes. It can see. So you'll be able to tune in and see that thing crystal clear in 4K high definition. You'll be able to see some things working in your life. And then there are some things that are not working for you. You can declare and decree that it will work for you. And when you do it, you'll win every single time. I pray that this particular episode blessed you. If it did, send me an email at info at thomasadeloach.com. I want to hear from you. I also want to encourage you to go to the website at www.thomasadeloach.com. On the homepage, there's a subscriber box. Put your email information and click the send button and I will send you a free PDF. On that same website, if you'll scroll all the way down to the bottom of the screen, I want you to consider being a financial partner for To Empower You. This will allow me to continue to do this great work and continue to bless people along the way. No dollar amount is too big. No dollar amount is too small. Again, go to the bottom of the screen. You'll see the donation tab. Put your amount in there. And I promise you, everything that you give is furthering this cause of To Empower You. I'm praying for you, believing God's best. Go and do something. But more importantly, have the Lord open up your eyes and live this supernatural life you are destined to live. Be blessed until we talk again. Take care. Thank you for listening to my show to empower you. If you were blessed, inspired, and encouraged, please send me a praise report, prayer requests, or show ideas to info at thomasadeloach.com. And follow me on Instagram at Thomas A. Deloach and Facebook at Dr. Thomas A. Deloach. And remember, you can go to my website anytime at www.thomasadeloach.com. Until next time, be empowered.